UFOs, astral projections, mental telepathy, ESP, clairvoyance, spirit photography, telekinetic movement, full trance mediums, the Loch Ness Monster, and the theory of Atlantis. Uh, if there's a steady paycheck in it, I'll believe anything you say. Not in my movie. Hi, Rancho Carnage Horrors. Welcome back to Reflections of Fear. My name is David. I'm Allison. I did not get that reference. I'm Bryce. <laughs> yeah, I have no idea what he's talking about. And I'm Chris. Um, it was a reference from Bring It On, a movie that we still need to cover on this podcast. I don't care if it's not a horror <laughs> movie or not. We are going to talk about Bring It On at some point. Hey, one of us gets scared. It counts as a horror movie. Yeah, I was going to say, we can make it into a house. We can watch it and then make it into a house. There's some, like, scary moments. There's some tense moments. There's some blood in it. We need to get jump scared by some cheerleaders. Yeah, I think there there is a couple. There is a nightmare sequence in the movie that, like, actually did kind of scare me as a a little kid. And there's blood in it. Like, lots of blood. Not lots of blood. Join us later when we cover just the nightmare sequence and bring it (laughs) on. Is that the beginning where she's, like, naked? No, that, that's a different nightmare sequence. Oh my I guess God. there's How two many of them. Sequences we, we watch it and then we turn it into a horror movie for them. I would love that. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> so welcome back to Reflections of Fear. We have a fun episode for you guys today that Bryce will talk about because I, I, I'm not the host <laughs> of this episode. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> uh, we are going to be... Uh, I should start this out. We put... Uh, tweet out on Reflect Fear at Reflect Fear Pod. Um, that was basically us asking for some tips that you had for new people, for people who have been going to Horror Nights, and we kind of put all these tips for Horror Nights all together into one big guide, added our own personal takes, um, and we're making one big guide for you guys. Uh, this currently is coming out mid-October, or beginning of October, so it's a little bit after the event started. It might come out a little bit sooner, depending on certain things. Um, but I like we, how you're telling them like it won't already be out at this point. I mean, yeah, if they're listening to it, they don't care. <laughs> hey, friends, this might come out at some point. You'll you'll find out. But I mean, if it comes out <laughs> at the beginning of October, I guess this guide is kind of useless at this point. But <laughs> that's what I'm trying to say. <laughs> Anyhow, yeah. when it comes out, as if they're not listening to it when it came out, but, you're gonna you know. get it when you get it. <laughs> If it's halfway through the event, congratulations. You just upgraded your horror experience. Yeah, we're, you're going to look back on your first month and go, shit, I should have listened to this episode quickly. All the people that went back home after the event that were like, these assholes could have released this <laughs> before the event started. Blame me, blame me. It's my fault. Anyhow, uh, <laughs> we made a whole guide to Halloween Horror Nights uh, that's broken down in kind of different sections. I have general uh, helpful add-ons, safety food and drinks, and then general warnings and rules. Um, and so we're going to start out with journal. Mm. Journal. 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 <laughs> journal. Journal. 
It's what nine thirty in the morning. We've been up since the ass crack of dawn again recording. <laughs> um, so forgive me, but we are going to start out with our first little point, um, which is just being scared. You're getting paid to go to this event to be scared, so just allow yourself to be scared. Don't be that tough guy and get in people's faces and be like, "You're not scary." That's just genuinely annoying. Also, scare actors can see through that shit, and they will target you for being the tough guy. So you're not really helping yourself. Alternatively, don't be that person where if like somebody comes and like tries to scare you and they don't succeed for whatever reason, don't laugh in their face. Don't be that person. Because there's been multiple times where I've seen in the chainsaw zone, especially where a character will run up to somebody with a chainsaw and try to rev it and the chainsaw doesn't go off and they just like laugh at this character. Don't don't do that. That's horrible. Yeah, just... Let the awkwardness sit and move on from it. They are doing jobs. Like, they're getting paid to be here until 3 in the morning so you can have fun. So don't be jerks. Like, it's not that hard. Yeah, basically that. Um, Um, I think I talk about backpacks later, but that's a thing. If you, for some reason, are someone that swings when you get scared, just hold on to a backpack. Or, like, anything that's not the actor's face. Or have a drink in both hands. (laughs) Yeah. If you you have two blinky cups, you can't really do anything. Put your hands in your pockets. I think that's one of the things I said. Yeah. Like, if you know that you flail and like swing when you get scared, you know, prepare yourself. For... I'm still not convinced that people actually do that. I feel like they choose to hit people, but oh, there's a fair share that choose yeah. to hit people. You can also superstar it and just put your hands underneath your armpits. <laughs> <laughs> Have you never seen Superstar? Oh, oh my god! Go watch Superstar and you'll laugh at the point. But watch Bring It On first. we already know i'm behind in movies but also along that same point is don't don't be that guy that's like oh i'm gonna run up and i'm gonna try to scare this character i'm like they're getting paid you're not yeah yeah you had to pay to be here don't make it weird also don't harass scare actors like on another we will get to all that point. <laughs> it was that later yeah, on? Yeah, that's in, <laughs> trust me, there's a whole thing about say, that. No one's that into you, just so y'all know. Yeah, like no. We, there's a lot of scare acting points later on. Um, my second point is when you first enter the park, don't go to the first houses. Don't go to Shrek. Don't go to Soundstage 23. Unless like, they're short weights. If they're short weights, by all means, go. But most of the time, crowds are going to automatically go to those first houses because they're the first ones they see. And they're typically pretty big IPs that people like. So they're going to have long lines. You can just go to the back of the park, have a little bit shorter lines, and uh, enjoy your night. I was going to say, the tent houses are usually pretty great because they're mostly original concepts. And they're also shorter lines, so you can knock more of them out at once before you have to wait three hours for something. I don't know if we talk about this later, but... um... Stay and Scream is really good for this, where if you stay in the... um simpsons area of stay and scream you can hit like three or four houses before the event even opens and you've already got a good chunk of them done so then you can just focus your attention on the busier ones stay and scream is one of those ones where you can either do fast food boulevard area and knock out like half the park in 30 minutes or if you wait at finnegan's you can do one of the bigger ips really quick because those usually get really bad weights and then the back houses are less of a wait Either way works. But you have to have a plan for that. So, yeah. And <laughs> on, on that point as well, just be ready to wait because you're going to be waiting majority of your night, to be honest. You're going to be waiting your, <laughs> a long time to go through like a two-minute house 
<laughs> and then go wait again for another two minute house. Bring a portable charger or some games. You'll need them. Yeah, I thought you were going to say bring a porta potty. And I, was like, okay. <laughs> I know. I thought she was going there too. Like, no, there's bathrooms at the event, guys. <laughs> <laughs> yes, use bathrooms. Please, God, use bathrooms. My favorite, yeah. my personal favorite is to play heads up in line. I thought you were going to tell us your personal favorite bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> no. The I'm, easy bathrooms are kind of fun for horror nights. No, I don't agree. Fun. I like Gotham. Gotham is a lot of fun. Which is kind of back there. Uh, New, York, New York, kind of in that back I'm section. not saying E.T. is the best bathrooms, but use them before you go 10 miles out to the Sound Zoo. I'm trying to think of what my favorite bathrooms are. Hmm. I really like the Jimmy Fallon ones just because there's so many of them. But they're just also always, tiny. And they're so crowded all the time. <laughs> the sink takes up half of the bathroom. But they're nice. It's true. <laughs> I mean, they're newer. They're nice. I don't know. I guess the San Francisco bathrooms are pretty cool, too. They're if you need bathroom neat. recommendations, don't listen to this podcast. <laughs> That's, that's a whole Fran other podcast. San Fran has some pretty big bathrooms, though. So San Fran might be the... San Fran does have big bathrooms. You get oh, some personal um, Harry Potter, they have good bathrooms. Yeah. And you don't get scared in those. <laughs> and no one no one ever uses Simpsons because it's yeah, too scary. Simpsons. Simpsons. The Simpsons bathrooms are really good. Where are the Simpsons Over bathrooms? by by the pet, the pet You're show. You're right about Animal Actors? Yeah, Animal Actors, that one. Yeah, there's oh, one right that's there. that's true. Mm-hmm. No mean, one goes in there because they're scared of chainsaws. Men so in Black has cold water at the water fountain. So get to pee and get a drink. If you guys want to see us rank all the bathrooms in the universe, <laughs> we should rank them. That should be our Twitter thread. But Amity, I think, is the most fun because it's haunted by Jaws. Oh. Yeah. Okay. I mean, maybe there's ghosts in there too. I don't know. Sorry. What, what were we talking about before this? Uh, uh, don't go to the first house. You should bring a portable charger. And oh, and then turn into porta potty. Yeah. Um, no, my personal favorite things to bring are Heads Up, which is a fun game that you can play on your phone. I also like to play like War, but like sometimes it's hard when you're in a moving line to play cards. Um, <laughs> and also, you can turn ice. <laughs> I want to see this happen though. I I, I've done it before. And then you can also um, play I Spy, but turn it turn it into a drinking game. But be careful with that because that can turn dangerous really quick. Uh, if you know a lot of fun facts about the event, you can be that annoying friend that just talks the entire time you're in line. Oh, yeah. The past couple of years, they've had that like weird trivia game in line that That's you true. can do about the houses that you're about to go into. And you get to learn facts that literally no one else in the event knows because none of the, uh, <laughs> none of the <laughs> employees get that information. It's just in the app. I know. I'll never forget. I was um, I went to 29 as a guest and my friend showed me the Yeti question quiz thing and it was like what do the yetis have a thirst for and all the options were meat blood <laughs> something like a, cu- a couple other like weird uh, gory options and it was like ended up being blood and i was like but they all are bloody so like what's the point here yeah but they're not gonna drink blood i feel like the meat would feed them Yetis are part of the Strangoid Legion. Apparently. Also, you never see us actually eating anybody in that house. Uh, there's a guy that's Bar ripping Yeti. out. Bar Yeti's not eating Yeti He's only just one. ripping. He's getting ready to eat them. I don't know. Maybe, maybe they don't eat anything. He's Dory. Doyer? Sawyer? Doyer. and Sawyer. He's getting them all kicked up. I don't know. So Bar Yeti is the cook from but Texas did, Chainsaw. Did Bar Yeti kill them? Because Drayton doesn't like to kill people. He just likes to cook them. Hmm. See. Well, so I mean, the outside Drake. Yeti could have been Hitchhiker. Like, the first Yeti you see could have been Hitchhiker. <laughs> Yeti's actually a Texas Chainsaw. <laughs> you guys, tune into a future episode where we talk about Texas Chainsaw. Massacre. Yeah. Texas is Chainsaw it a future episode? Is it a previous episode? I don't know. We'll figure it out. Bryce You've either listened to it already or it's been it's coming <laughs> it's up. Whenever we decide to release it. 
we're gonna get manic today just because we don't know what's going on anymore anyhow moving on um our next point is go multiple times uh use frequent fear reuse rush of fear use all that for your advantage yeah if you have eight million dollars to spend on the event do it <laughs> um you're not gonna be able to experience a full event in one night without express or rap and sometimes even with express you're not gonna be able to experience a full event so yeah i mean just go multiple times if pre-covid you if you came on like a an early weekday you used to be able to just go through like all the houses except for like stranger things or like the really crazy ones but you gotta have a plan for that though, yeah you, you can it's possible to do halloween horror nights without express completely but it has to be a good chill night and you have to have a plan there there are a couple of ways you can successfully see everything at horror nights in one night one is RIP, I feel like. If you pay enough I money... I mean, that one's guaranteed. You do all of the houses right. at least. But you, can, you miss shows and stuff sometimes. Right. The other is stay and scream. And you do the back houses first. So you can get as many of them done as pos- as fast as possible before the event even starts. And then you can just concentrate on the other ones, like I said That one's earlier. also fun if you have Express or RIP. Because people mm-hmm. would go do stay and scream and do like six houses. And then come to RIP and do them all again. Yeah. So like if you have the money and you're willing to rush a little bit, like you can see everything in one night. It's possible. It's just difficult and time consuming and expensive. Also, if you're going more than one night, get frequent fear, rush or fear, because you're going to end up spending less money to go more times. Yeah. I mean, you might as well go multiple times because you're never, you're not going to get the perfect run of all of the houses on one night. Like if there's something's going to happen. Ultimate fear is my favorite thing to spend money on every year. So I'm very excited to drop a whole bunch of money on it again this year. Also, if you buy just a day ticket, I I would talk to Universal first to make sure this is correct. But as far as I'm aware, as long as you upgrade it before the end of the night, you can upgrade your ticket and have that amount of money go to your upgrade. So I, like you, you're not paying extra, really. So like if you have a day ticket and you want to move up to Frequent Fear, as long as you upgrade it that night, you... You can take the money you spent on your day ticket and put it toward your frequent fear as far as you mean more. like the the event ticket yes okay I, yes, it yes. sounded like you're talking about a park ticket for the day no like the halloween horror nights like your day. one day ticket <laughs> yeah, to halloween horror nights. Okay. i mean when i thought he meant i'd say yeah he was talking <laughs> right. about it's at night but thank you um <laughs> when i did frequent fear in 2018 you can upgrade it they'll just charge you the extra like i upgraded to saturdays i think and they charged me like an extra 20 bucks but might as well. As I mean, long as it's not like expired, I think you can upgrade it. So, I mean, it's like just an extra 20 bucks. I mean, it's not bad. I mean, hey, I went well over what I paid. So, good for me. Um, our next point is kind of something we already hit on, uh, and that's have a plan. Literally, have a plan before going to this event. Like, what shows do you want to see? What houses do you absolutely need to hit? What food and drinks do you want? Like, sit down with your group or yourself and Figure out what you want to do, how you're going to hit it, because this event gets very crazy very quickly, and you almost need a plan to go. If you're not someone that minds spoilers, usually after the opening night, they have walkthrough videos of all the houses, so I'd recommend watching those and see which ones seem worth doing, because sometimes you're really excited for like an IP, and then it's not as good as you hoped, and then you wasted two hours in line, so at least research it a little I, every year, I always make, like, a list of houses that I have to see and then houses that I don't care if I see, if I don't see the first night, because I know I'm not going to hit everything the first night of the event. Um, so, 
make a list, put it in order of like what you're excited for, what you have to see, what you must see, and then just go from there. Also, make sure you check all the show times um, because sometimes certain show times can work better in your schedule. Um, and I tend to find a couple show times that I want to go to and take a break before them to like grab food and drinks so that I have enough time to actually get over to the show and get a seat and just relax. If you are planning to do a show, you kind of have to plan your night around that because you know houses you can get in line for whenever but like if it's a 10:45 marathon of mayhem like you have to be there early enough to get into it you can't just get into a house and hope that you'll make it and the website's not wrong the first and last showings of those shows are always the least crowded so try to do either the first or the last one if possible. yeah i forgot that the park maps have a tiny guide it's not as long but it tells you some things that people ignore that you need to know so. right and then also there are some like mini shows throughout the event as well that like happen kind of like on a time scale. Like what is it? Like it's on a, usually like every, on like the every 45 minutes or something, minutes or something yeah. like that. Um, I think they usually do it like once per cast in scare zones and stuff. Correct. Yeah, it's typically during cast changes, I think. So those are always fun to hit. I'm sure we'll talk about that um, later on. Also talking about maps, uh, grab a map. Uh, they are great souvenirs, and also they tell you a lot and show you a lot. So read them, grab one, grab multiple, because you the can one sell that, that shit on eBay, the, the one kidding. that you're, <laughs> well, the one that you're using for the event will probably end up getting like sweaty and gross and crumpled. So it's nice to have a couple more that are like nice and pristine. That's my biggest regret. I think for I've been going since 2006, and I don't have like any maps from from those times. Also, sometimes they change the map covers. So if you go multiple times, you get That's different true. maps. I think for, what, 24, they had different colored maps depending on the closing date. Yeah, so they have different maps for different nights because that will have different show times. And then they mm -hmm. also have different IP covers for those events. Um, what I used to do, I this is just me, but I used to like put a rating out of 10 of all the houses every night I went. So I knew which ones to go back to and like which ones I had more fun in. And I also just have like 800 maps from 2018 now. So, <laughs> you know. Give me one. And they have my house rankings on them. <laughs> I'll take them. I just need the covers. Oh, because I didn't like 25. Didn't they have like two or three different uh, covers? They had two. They had an up close of Jack and a far back of Jack. With Fear, they had three. They had his lantern, his face, and his mouth, I think. And then, like, Lady Luck had Lady Luck and then her demon form. There are lots of, like, cheap souvenirs you can get from the event, but the maps are the easiest and usually the most fun because you can use them for anything. Yeah. And then I know can... people remake them into coasters and stuff. Uh, I'm going to put all mine together and put them in a frame because I've seen yeah. it done. Most Battle local. boxes are fun. Yeah, we love that. Um, and if not, steal maps for us. We'll take them. Yeah, you can send me a map anytime. I'll take it. Uh, our next point is going to be try everything. Uh, try every house if you possible once. Try every scare zone. Try every show. You never know what you're going to like because there's a lot of things you think you might love that you don't like and vice versa. So literally try everything because there's a lot of hard work and creativity put into this event. And a lot of stuff changes throughout the event. Like not only do they add things or remove things, but the casts like learn the best way to do their scares. Like for example, 2019, no one was like super hype about nightingales when it first opened but by, by the last two weeks like they were outperforming half the park so if you are going multiple nights or throughout the event just keep trying things because either you get to go to the house and you have fun or it becomes your new favorite so you never know yeah if you go opening weekend and you feel like you don't like a house go try it a couple more 
a couple weeks later because a lot of characters have only gotten a couple chances to actually get to know their scares and haven't figured out exactly how it works. So once they get a good hang of it, like it starts working really, really well. There's also multiple casts. Sometimes it's too hot. They're having a bad night. So I did Yeti 54 times. So it's different every time. And a lot of times you'll get like a, a fire crew or a reserve in there. And so, yeah, <laughs> it'll be that a different scare every time you go. There's like a that. cast for every scare zone in every house that's pretty permanent. But I mean, it always changes with reserve and fire crew because, you know, those people want to see the event too. So they have nights off. So like every night, I'm sure you're going to have like a somewhat different cast every time you go through every night. Also, you're probably going to feel a dip in energy kind of toward the middle of the event because a lot of characters are kind of tired at that point where they're just trying to push through. Um, they are <laughs> have a lot of Tylenol in their system and a lot of water in their system, so they're trying their hardest. So if something doesn't feel quite up to par, just be forgiving because they're still human. In my experience, the last week is like the best because they're so hype and they've had a month and a half to do everything and they know what they're doing. Yes, so very that. I would say like the first week is when everybody's figuring everything out. The second and third weeks I think are really good because, you know, they have it figured out. It's not quite like the middle of the event. The middle is probably like, I don't want to say the worst, but it's definitely the least amount of energy that you're going to get. And then the ending I think is the best because everybody's just excited. Um, and yeah. I think a lot of people tend to go opening night because like, oh, it's the first night of the event, which technically it's not um, because of previews. <laughs> but it doesn't like they don't really do anything special, I think, for opening nights anymore. Like mm -hmm. they don't have opening mm -hmm. ceremonies. Wow. So our tip is to go later on in the event. Like the last few weeks are the most fun. And they're not always as crowded as the but first I, night. I was about to say they're also the most they're, crowded. Sometimes they're crowded. Yeah. To watch when you go and check to see how many people are going. And I was going to say, a lot of times you go through and like halfway through the run, things are, are broken. And so you'll definitely see <laughs> something different. Those doors break like every week. <laughs> That's we not even for specific. <laughs> every, every house has like one thing that breaks. Sometimes it's the costumes every single night. And sometimes it's the doors that they have to slam open. Yeah, these... A hundred times an hour. These... <laughs> triggering me. These uh, sets are built to be not permanent. They're temporary so like they're movie they, sets they, yeah, they literally sets. are built like movie sets if you look up here's a good tip if you get scared we'll probably talk about this later on but if you get like easily scared in most houses you can look up and see the lights and it kind of takes you out of the environment they've put you in i find if i get too scared in the house i look up so that i just know like this is not real um it looks like a movie set if you look up, literally, because they are built like movies. You might also see a show director or two looking up there to make sure everything's going smoothly. <laughs> we might see the scare actor just hanging from the ceiling. <laughs> you never know. Sometimes they're up there. Um, our next point is to sit and enjoy the scare zones. Uh, the house is great. Everyone goes for the houses. But if you just sit and take a break in the scare zones, have a drink and watch, some of the craziest stuff happens in these scare zones. And some of the funniest scares happen that you get just like to experience. Also, a lot of characters, if you sit in there long enough, don't be a creep, please. But if you're just chilling there and relaxing, they will come up and kind of have these little moments with you. Scare zones are great to get like really cute interactions with different characters. I have had so many and it's led to so many great like pictures that I have on my phone. Um, if you see me at the event, you're more than welcome to come find me. I'll show you some of my favorites. Um, but I will say this tip is a little hard 
to do if you're only going for one night and you want to see everything. This is more of like the person who has frequent beer who can go as much as they want. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't recommend this to somebody who only has one night. That's why even if you do RIP tours, like they don't do a heavy focus on scare zones because you can't just like walk through it and have the perfect experience. You have to have the time to sit there and go through it for a little bit. Even if you have one night, I would at least tell you to slow down the scare zones. Don't run through the scare zones. Still get to experience what it is because the same amount of work goes in these scare zones that do the houses. And there's some crazy things that happens. And there's a lot of shows that happen now yeah. in these scare zones. And you kind of get more of a personalized experience because they can't do that in the house since you're they have to reset every like five seconds. But um, I mean, my friend and I spent the entire last night of 2018 sitting in Killer Clowns for like three hours. And it was so fun. Like, they would just come up and mess with us and literally chase people from one end of South Street to the other. So you get a lot of fun stuff going on that you can't get anywhere else. Okay. Our next <laughs> point is to bring a backpack, as Allison said. Oh, I or backpacks a, are my favorite thing. Yeah. you're. I guess you're kind of our mom friend. Yeah. So I said bring a backpack, and I will go into all the reasons you need a backpack. Or find a mom friend, a.k.a. me, that can hold all of your stuff because... It's always fun to bring things until you have like your phone and everything in your pocket and then you're dropping them in houses and running around and getting splashed by things because sometimes they will spray you and it's not always a little bit like they did the uh, the Chucky scare zone in 2018 was like a water hose that would just drench you. So have a backpack. Like I said, if you get scared easily or if you like swing when you get scared, hold on to the backpack because it'll help you not get kicked out of the park for assaulting a scare actor or if you have someone in your group that gets scared and you don't want them dragging you to the floor they can hold on to your backpack so you don't die also backpacks are great uh leave some space because you're gonna buy some merchandise and you don't want to be carrying that around all the time i don't know if holding on to a backpack is the best idea in house oh i did it for like an entire year I've seen several people get pulled yeah. down because I feel like they get pulled down even more. If You'll depending see. on the friend, depending on your friend, if you know your friend is going to pull you down, just don't go through with them. Listen, I had a friend that was holding onto my shoulders and it drops me to the floor because she wouldn't stop dragging me. So I'd rather have a backpack than like being grabbed. Um, but yeah, like Bryce said, for merchandise, you are going to probably buy a lot because they will make 10 versions of the same poster design and put it on everything and you will buy all 10 versions of it even if you work the event and even if you see it every single day of your life. And as easy as it is to carry the merchandise bags, sometimes it's better to not have things in your hands. You can just shove it in your backpack and be good for the night. Also, a fun tip about merchandise. If you have Stay and Scream or a day ticket, sometimes they open the tribute store a little bit early. So go to the tribute store before the event. I mean, so if you, you have a day ticket, time. I think it's open during the day, isn't it? Yeah, I think it does. It might open later in the day, but that's definitely open. Just go to, if you can go to the tribute store before the event, go to the tribute store before the event. Although it's dead at the event, you don't want to waste your time with merchandise. This is a different tip that's not really at the event, but if you are going to the parks for the day and you buy stuff at the tribute store, I know they used to let you do um, like front of the park pickup for merchandise where they'll ship it to the front of the park for you. And then when you go to your hotel or whatever, you can just bring it and you can pick it up at the front of the park so you're not carrying it throughout the day. You can't do it during horror nights, but 
that's if you like left to get dinner or something before you came back to the event. I'd recommend that because they make heavy stuff and stuff fun to carry. I'm a big proponent of the backpack, especially nowadays. Especially with your card games. Yeah, especially with my card games. But because like I'm the friend who's guilty of wearing small shorts to the event, which don't have (laughs) as much pocket space. Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. They don't have as much pocket space. So in the past, I've had to have other people hold on to like my wallet and keys. (coughs) Me. Um, I think everybody here at one point has had to hold on to my stuff. Probably. Oh, there's yeah. a lot of times where Absolutely. I just open the backpack and have you drop everything in there. Yeah. So I am a big fan of the backpack. It's not for you, for your friend who wears tiny clothes and doesn't have room. <laughs> well, my two notes are <laughs> one, guys don't like bringing bags because I guess they don't think they look cool. So you will have to hold all of the guys stuff for the most part during the event. Um, but also... It's everyone likes to dress up really nice and do like their 80s clothes or whatever, which is great. I never understood it. But continue. What? (laughs) I'll talk about it in a second. Hold on. But everyone likes to dress up for the event to get their pictures and everything, which is fine. And backpacks don't take away from that because if you're taking pictures, you set the backpack down and take your picture and then you have everything in your bag. So I recommend that because it's easier than having to take everything out of your pockets, have someone hold it, take your pictures, and then everything back if you're gonna wear cute clothes to take pictures try to do that either at the beginning of the event or at the end of bring a change of clothes because like you're gonna be so disgustingly sweaty and gross and like no matter yeah. what you wear no matter how nicely you dress for the event like you're gonna end up like looking like a disaster or at, at least point. if you're gonna dress up wear comfortable clothes because yes. sometimes you don't and then you're like i look great but then you want to die like an hour into the event yes and when you first start it's hot because it's like 98 degrees mm-hmm. it's humid and sunny and then the sun goes down and it's still humid but let me it's tell you dark fall your typical halloween weather does not exist in florida oh yeah if you're not from here you're not gonna get actual seasons until like the last couple nights of the event that's when you might like get some of that and kind of on that topic and with backpacks uh bring a change of socks because it uh rains here in florida if anyone didn't know that and your socks will get soaked the worst thing is having soaked socks many events where i am completely soaked so you're gonna want to do that or get like a little waterproof bag or a merchandise bag for like your important things because if your backpack gets soaked you want to be able to use your phone and bring an umbrella, point. buy a nice rain jacket, do something and bring it with you every night. Make the rain jacket know. part of your cute outfit. It works. Very it. Yeah. So it my number one is, I mean, we'll get into this later because I have a whole list of sensory tips, um, Excedrin, pain medicine, whatever. You will get headaches. You will get tired. Your feet will get. You will warm. be walking for eight hours straight. Um, reusable water bottles, I think David was saying they have to be plastic and they have to be empty to get into the event. I don't think they have to be plastic, but they definitely have to be empty. Because well, I've taken my thermos in, but it had to be poured out or empty. Well, you can show off all of your stickers on your water bottle. And don't be surprised if a security guard stops you and asks to smell your your contents of your water bottle. <laughs> it's not weird. <laughs> that's, it's that's true. So yeah. much. Well, <laughs> no, the, they the will, though. got me. I mean, for horror nights, I think they do have to be empty because they are weird about it. But as long as it's not glass. Yeah. Well, before they had the empty water bottle rule, they would like, if you brought in a water bottle, this was a while ago, they would like ask to smell in like your water bottle. Make sure you weren't bringing in like vodka or something because a lot of people. I don't think we have to mention, don't bring alcohol into the event. It's Correct. not worth it. Just buy it yeah, at the event. It's expensive. But, but you can get the cup out of it. True. It's expensive, but ju- it's worth it to just buy the alcohol 
there and or not just go to it. Fat Tuesdays before. That's true. That gets yeah. you, that that you go a to... good start to just enjoy the event. Okay. Yeah. That's why you go to City Walk and pregame. <laughs> We're you gonna know, get into that. Yeah, later, so we'll get to that later. <laughs> um, there are water fo- fountains throughout the entire event. Some of them might have like the easy fill ones. I think sometimes you can use the freestyle machines to refill yeah. water bottles. Or you can go by the stands and get the free ice. Yeah, or I was going to say, if you don't want to bring a water bottle, if you are like, fuck reflections of fear, we're not listening to any of your tips, you can get free ice water at all of the stands. If you ask, they're not going to like hit you or yell at you. And ice water in the little plastic cups is better than other water for some reason. But stay hydrated. That's probably the number one tip yes. outside of backpacks. Drink water. It doesn't matter if you're drinking alcohol or whatever. You will not think you need water, and then you'll pass out halfway through the event. It's very hot in Florida. Drink water, especially if you're drinking. Yeah, especially if you're drinking. Especially if you're drinking alcohol, because you will get drunk, get a hangover, and throw up, like, all in one night if you And then you'll be in a bad mood the whole night, and you just spend hundreds of dollars to come to the event to throw up you will be miserable yeah with every alcohol you get get a couple little cups of water to drink with but that's why i recommend the water bottle is because you will have it with you and it's not like oh i have to go out of my way to get water like you will have it at all times so also fun tip for for drinking david's little drinking tip (laughs) taking a meprazole before you start drinking because that'll really help out your stomach um, and if you bring a water bottle and you like stickers, uh, find David at the event. He might give you a sticker. We still don't know what he's going to make you do, but... It'll be yeah. on the fly, I'm sure. That's beyond my control at that point. <laughs> it depends Our on how many drinks he has. Go on Redbubble on Slasher Villain Shop and get all the Horror Night stickers because we love them. Yeah, by the Yeti. If you like our uh, profile art, they've got you covered. Yeah, they're amazing. They also made like eight... Eddie prints already so if you want the hottest I, icon on your water bottle let's go i'm a fight people for that jack and eddie sticker and button for sure. yeah if you see us at the event and we're around billy we're gonna start a fight to get those stickers i will punch a child if i need to <laughs> that for legal reasons that was a joke they um, shouldn't have children at the event um <laughs> 13 and up also it should be known whatever david makes you do at the event does not reflect the rest of reflect fear pod no, Y'all, I am not. It's gonna, reflections of David at that point. I am not. It is going to be really simple stuff, like stupid stuff. He's going to make you seem answer like, trivia questions. I don't think you're going to be weird. Bryce y'all are making me like, seem weird. I, start depending on how cult. drunk he gets, you never know. Don't make me out. seem like a terrible person when I'm drunk. Are I'm you just kidding? me, but just times David's 10. David's not going to be representing us like blackout drunk at the event. He's going to be having a good time with his little stickers. He's just going to start giving it to random people. Yeah, the stickers are probably just going to end up like, all over my face <laughs> by the end of the event. <laughs> Anyhow. Oh my gosh. So we said pain medicine, water bottle, socks. Socks. Pair of shoes if you can. I mean, I just recommend wearing closed-toed shoes in general. If you yes. have to wear your heels or sandals, you don't. please don't wear sandals. Like, you yeah. will break a toe or something. There's no excuse, especially flip-flops or slides. I don't recommend those. If you're like wearing, um, what are those like really strappy sandals called that like go around your toes and stuff? The I like gladiator ones? Yeah, like those. Those are a little bit more sturdy. I think those are fine. Regardless of sturdiness though, if y'all went to HH and 29 and saw that Stranger Things house, in those caves people were tripping mm-hmm. every five minutes. Better safe than sorry. Just wear like shoes that cover your toes. 
so you don't break anything or fall and die. Because if you're balanced, you can focus more on where you're standing and not what you're hitting. Chacos, I think is what they're called. Chacos. Chacos are okay, but still, like if I, I said, like Allison said, you still might trip over some stuff. Somebody might step on your toe and it'll hurt a lot. Just wear closed-toed shoes. But if you have to like wear sandals for whatever reason, go with Chacos. They're a little bit more expensive, but wear those. Don't wear flip-flops. Don't wear slides. Especially because you don't know what you, what you might step on. People drop things all the time. Maybe someone got scared and their pin fell off their lanyard and you step right on it. Be safe. No, I have seen somebody get scared out of their flip-flops. <laughs> I mean, there's that too. And they left one of them in the house. However, if you do step on a pin, that's free merchandise for the event. Oh so God. if you wear wow. thick enough shoes, you'll be safe. Hope you got your tetanus shot. <laughs> yeah. um, so our next point uh, is another Allison point. And it's to learn history and like just learn about I guess the next two points kind of go together. You want to learn history about the event and you want to watch the movies and shows and listen to music and just get to know what the event is offering you so that you can enjoy it just a little extra more. It's not like a necessity to do this, but it goes along with planning out the event. If you enjoy the shows or the movies, if you know the history behind the houses, it's easier to plan ahead, especially with an anniversary or like this one. Because if they mention Cary, Ohio, and you don't know what that is, you're not going to want to go into it. But maybe whatever they use for Cary, Ohio is going to be like the biggest um, hype. Hype, yeah, of the whole event. So you never know. Um, yeah, as someone who's having to put a lot more research into everything this year than I normally would. Bryce and I know everything. So if you have any questions, <laughs> yeah, just tweet me or us. Um, probably Allison. Allison knows more than I do. And more fun facts. But as uh, someone who's having to do more research about it than uh, and I normally do, it's making it a little bit more interesting and more hyped and exciting. Also, re-watching the movies after I've done the research on everything makes them even more interesting. So, yeah. Especially since they, like David said, these are movie sets. They completely recreate anything you could want from these movies. And if you don't know what it's from, you're not really going to care. It's just going to be like people in costumes jumping out at you and there's no story. So watch them or at least watch like a lot of horror movies said like the the dead meat kill counts. It'll give you a basic plot that'll tell you what's going on. So you at least kind of know the scenes uh, for horror nights history. I said expedition theme park and theme park history have good like overall event histories. If you want something like short and sweet. Or Allison, Allison, what's that one guy who we watch? Who like that goes, was my next one. Oh, okay, never mind. Continue. <laughs> uh, if you want very specific one, Shadesman Productions has like every event year, super detailed like footage that I don't know where they even found it because there's Literally. like videos of Terra Queen and Storyteller that I've never seen before. They they have so many photos, videos behind the scenes information that I do not know how they got from. If y'all were seeing my tweets about the uh the cult of witch not the cult, the coven of witches in twenty ten that was like burning pilgrims at the stake. I saw that on Shadesman Productions like twenty years of fear video. So there's a lot of things that people don't talk about and you've never seen. That it's super quick. They're all like under ten minutes. Um yeah, learn your history. If not Bryce and I have a lot of fun facts. Uh, David's favorite movie is Texas Chainsaw. He's got you covered too. I'm sure Chris knows a lot. He's been to the mm -hmm. event enough. Um, but yeah. Also, if you are <laughs> going to rewatch Haunting of Hill House for this year, please make sure you're in a good mental state because that is a heavy ass show. If you haven't seen Haunting of Hill House, 
I'm going to assume you at least need to know the basics to do the house. Watch it's a, a lot. YouTube video. Yeah, watch a YouTube video. I'm, there's a lot of ending explain videos. Just yes. watch that. Look at the ghost and you're good to go. Yeah, because if you have to go through eight hours of just depressing, <laughs> it takes a toll on you. Uh, Bride of Frankenstein, on the other hand, you don't have to know the movie because... She doesn't appear in it. <laughs> She's not in the last movie. Five minutes. And I don't think it even follows the movie plot because they want each other to die. And in this one, she's bringing yeah, it back no. to life. So All you need to know about Fr Bride of Frankenstein lives is... If you uh, want the homoerotic like bride versus the brides, you're good to go. Yeah. That 30-second trailer already has her choking the other brides. Yeah, if you want a queer house, Bride of Frankenstein lives is it for you. Maybe she's pan. I can see that. Reflections of queer. We're back and ready to go. Back at it. Okay, um, also with... um doing your research like it it would help like when you make your plan of attack because like you know say you don't get to research every house you know you want to knock out like certain houses that you have seen yeah that goes back to to the watching videos and stuff or like looking at reviews which people might have different opinions than you will but if it comes down to choosing between like two houses that are both like two hour waits I'd recommend knowing which one you'd prefer to go into. Also, this goes into like doing your research. Like, it's fun to like learn the history, but come up with your own interpretations of things. There are so many like. You think we listen to canon here? Absolutely not. There are so many loose <laughs> ends when it comes to icons, when it comes to houses and everything that you can like fill in your own gaps. And I'd love to hear that kind of stuff. If you see me at the event, feel free to talk to me about your favorite icon, your favorite head cannons, your favorite anything, because I love to listen to that stuff. As long as you're prepared to listen to mine, which will mostly be about the storyteller. <laughs> and if I you know, hate the storyteller, don't even bother trying to yeah. get a sticker because it's not going to go well for you. No, it won't. Yeah, um, just wait till I'm at the event. I'll help you out. But yeah, like come up with your own stuff. Like it's fun to just imagine some of these kinds of things and let me know i want to hear about it maybe that's what you have to do to get me a sticker let me know your favorite stuff there's so many i mean we're at 30 years now of history like there's so much that they've done it's changed so much and the only icon that really even has a solid backstory is jack so and even that has a lot of missing parts there's a lot that they don't explain they explain a lot but they never explain fully on icons. I was going to say, even Mary, who has quite an extensive backstory, does not explain a single thing about what's going on. It just tells you what happens before she becomes Bloody Mary. And Lady Luck, who was woven into that entire event, like barely has anything, if you really yeah, think about that's it. That's why I thought she was a leprechaun. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> but yeah, uh, let us know your headcanons, just in general. We love to hear that. As Our long little... as it's not Lady Luck as a leprechaun. I don't, want to, I don't have time for that. <laughs> Storyteller is a leprechaun next time. That I have time for. Storyteller is Lady Luck, who is also a leprechaun. You know, so who is a succubus? This is very off track. But David has the headcanon that Lady Luck is the terror queen. Not Lady Luck, that Storyteller, Storyteller is the terror queen. But this morning I was getting ready and it was like 7 a.m. and I was like, yeah, Storyteller is Lady Luck. And I was so convinced for 10 minutes before I realized it's the wrong person. But maybe she is. Maybe Storyteller is everyone. And we're just not ready for that. I don't think creative's ready to spring that one on us yet. They're going to be like, this whole time, <laughs> she is fear. Maybe for the 50th. Yeah. Or <laughs> fear and storyteller are a couple, and there's this power couple. I mean, I think outside <laughs> outside of Everyone just outside of the main five, I think, because like, yeah, all the icons 
for the most part, I think are undead. But Storyteller is the only one that they've like confirmed as an actual like supernatural like entity demon thing. The, all the oh, other ones the are kind of just like ghostly five, yeah. spirits. My favorite headcanon is that these are all just like the wackiest friend group. But it's just like a bunch of queer people that like met and hang out. Because you have like a circus clown, a theater director, or I guess a theater usher, an actual director, an old lady. Who's the fifth one? <laughs> I'm forgetting. The usher? No, I already said usher. Mm. Caretaker? Uh, yeah, and then this dude that just hangs out in his creepy ass mansion and murders people. Like, how did they meet? Honestly, the power of friendship. The power of friendship. <laughs> the icons are just grim grinning hosts. It's just a rotating podcast of people. It's like the the TikTok thing. That's like queer friend groups have five types of outfits. That's them. It is. It is it's very true. Them. And then they have like their friends on the side, yes. so we get chance and everything. Storyteller is very cottage core. <laughs> cottage core <laughs> anyway <laughs> yeah let's get back tweet at us and then david will find you for more wacky storyteller's favorite album is folklore by taylor swift i can believe it Ooh, fears is probably like billy eilish maybe maybe he also likes metal music i don't he seems like, like someone music. that has a wide variety of tastes mm, i think he go home goes home and cries to music <laughs> He listens to Haunting of Hill House album. It's hard being like the, the biggest icon. Wouldn't it be just, funny? He has no friends. But yeah, he's alone half the time in his little lantern waiting for some people to sacrifice to get him out. Everybody's always like fear is like big and scary because he's fear, but he's actually more like fear from inside out. He's like the person that looks like <laughs> yeah, it has everything yeah. together. He's got like his. No, maybe it's one of Yeah, he's got he's, his little group of like. He's a gay. He, he makes you believe he has everything together, but as soon as that door closes, he's crying to a vinyl. I think record. if I had to be in charge of like the main five icons, I would also be like clinically depressed. I think I would go home. <laughs> like, because what do you do? They're all horrible people. This and he's supposed just... to be a guide to Adrian shit. This is the guide. This is the guide. Um... <laughs> Where this is the guide to the Anyways, icons. But yeah, if I was in charge of... <laughs> any of the icons in any capacity i think i would just cry because he can't die he's immortal so he's stuck with them forever i think he just has to be put back in lantern that sucks he likes solitary confinement that's his quarantine (laughs) all right so helpful (laughs) (laughs) add-on um so helpful (laughs) add-on i didn't even hear the kink part (laughs) 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 the uh first helpful add-on i have is unmasking the horror uh this super helps if you have any sensory overload issues um, or just are you if you're scared to go to the vent, this helps you get to kind of see what the houses look like, what the feel for it is. Uh, you get to know about the scares before they you actually get to experience it. Um, I've had multiple people do this because they've been scared to go to the vent, and it's really helped them. Yeah, so the sensory issues is first and foremost a good reason to do the unmasking tours. Uh, it gives you a safe environment to look at everything with no actors or anything in it. There's not any show effects. It's literally just lights on house walkthroughs. Uh, You learn a really extensive history. The guide tells you everything that you could ever need to know about the house. Um, Sometimes backstories that are deeper than what you would get at the actual event. And they reuse a lot of old movie props for these houses or like old props from different houses before. So you kind of get to see things that they've had before. Like Carnival Graveyard, I think about that all the time. I would have loved to do an Unmasking the Horror Tour for that just for the amount of Easter eggs yeah, I heard there were a ton of Easter eggs. Yeah, in that house. they had like the dueling dragon sign, and or yeah, it was dueling dragons. Yeah, <laughs> they change things a lot. Um, and that's what I was gonna say is like with unmasking the horror, you see more 
with that than you would going through it like regularly. Yeah, I, you can go through the house eight million times during the event and you'll still miss a good amount of stuff you would see in unmasking. And the best part is you can't take pictures in every room, but they have specific rooms where you can take pictures in them. I have so many pictures just of me in places I never would have been allowed to go before um, that are really cool and only certain people get to take them. So you'll at least get to brag at the event. Um, they do different tours. I think they do like a three house and six house. So if you want to be there for the entire day, do the eight or the six house. You want to be there a little less, do the three house. But I'd rather do all of them. Yeah, and I think they mostly rotate throughout the season. So what you get at the beginning of the event might not be exactly what you get at the end of the event. Yeah, I will say I don't think you know which houses you get to go into until closer to your tour. Not even then. I think you find out on your tour. Yeah, day of. But regardless, that's six out of ten of the houses. So you'll at least get to experience most of them. Yeah, uh, I wouldn't expect too many IP houses on the house tours. Those tend to kind of fall off. Yeah, but I think it depends on which IP they have. Yeah, like I don't think you're going to see Beetlejuice, but I can see you doing like Hill House. If you do get to do an IP, there's probably less pictures you can take because of the restrictions, but it's still worth it to do it. The tour guides go through so much training for that, and they really love what they do because you would have to to talk for eight hours straight about just Easter eggs and houses. Um, our next helpful add-on is Express, which is uh, half off after 11 p.m. So if you have like limited time or limited days, uh, I would definitely suggest Express. It allows you to get into a house each one night. So you get... You mean like you can do each house one time a night? One time. Yeah, thank you. Uh, um, you can go into one house a night. <laughs> only one. Um, yeah, so you can't do... You can do houses multiple times. You can't do houses multiple times on Express. But the Express half off is nice because... The event opens at like 6 or 6.30, so you can get through a lot of the back houses, and then if you're stuck in the sound stages, go by the Half-Off Express and do a few of them for the rest of the night. I would recommend that you do this um, on a 2 a.m. night, just so you get more bang for your buck. Oh, not, for sure. Not a 1 a.m. night. Um, I didn't know it was Half-Off after 11. I'm sure I've heard that before, but I mean, like, I don't I know. I think I've heard it, but I kind of forgot. Yeah. I'm not sure if it will be this year and i'm not sure if it's even every night if it's half off i think if they oversold express they're probably not gonna do half off if this is an option though it's probably something you would only do if you're already at the event i doubt you're planning that far ahead but why not if you can afford it it helps you get through the houses and if you've already done like half the event once you make it through the more busy houses you can go and do them again yeah ask a team member if um closer to that time if they're gonna do it they're usually really nice they'll usually help you out but help you figure some stuff out that's a good tip we didn't have you can honestly just talk to any of the team members at the event they'll be your best guide because they're there every single night and know what exactly is going on or like the universal social media accounts will give you any answers you need they might not be like the most helpful but they'll give you at least like specifics They'll at least guide you in the right direction. <laughs> They're not going to tell you which house is the best one to go into, but they'll tell you how to buy the add-ons. True. When you can come into the park. True. Um, our next add-on, which we kind of talked about earlier, is stay and scream or early entry. Uh, take advantage from stay and scream or early entry because you can knock out a couple houses or at least one of the big sound stages. Um, Early entry was $25, I think, in 2019. So it could go up a little bit this year. I'm not quite sure. But it's worth 
adding that $25 you know, to do a couple extra I forgot houses. they added that on. Yeah. Um, if you're already a pass holder, this is how I got into Stay and Scream the first yeah. time. Is like during 2018, the park would close at 5. So as long as you're in the park before it closes, you can get into the Stay and Scream zones. You don't have to be there the entire day. You do have to be there before the park closes. And then you get to pick which corral you hang out in. Um, but yeah, that helps a lot. I used to just find random people to go to houses with. I wouldn't recommend that with COVID, but you can make friends if you really want to. Yeah, and if you're going to do Stay and Scream or Early Entry, I suggest wearing sunglasses for a little bit while you're outside. So if you go into the tents or the sound stages, it takes your eyes. Your eyes can adjust quicker, basically. That's just in general. I have this weird thing where if I don't wear sunglasses in the sun at all times, I will start sneezing violently. <laughs> um, so sunglasses are my best friend. And that's another thing that you need to put in your backpack is your sunglasses. Because at night, you do not want them on your head or on your shirt because you'll be jumping around, running around, and they'll fall off. So keep them in your backpack. We'll go more into like certain items to bring for the sensory issues later. But sunglasses are a good one just in general because the houses tend to be a little scarier if you go in from like direct sunlight to like pitch darkness. And you miss a lot of the houses because you literally can't see anything going on. See dead exposure from 2018. I, was say, I think that I did dead exposure. Yes. <laughs> during stay and scream and it was the worst experience i think i've ever had in a house even universal monsters was horrifying for me because i could not see a single thing and i kept running into shit yeah and it's harder like if you're gonna do them you might as well not waste the experience and that was with sunglasses not gonna lie because i wear sunglasses constantly so i'm never without my sunglasses yeah so part of your plan i guess pick the houses that you're coming into first because if it's something with lots of strobes or that's super dark, I'd recommend going in at night so you can actually see anything that's going on and you don't die. Yeah. Um, our next helpful add-on is RIP tours. I uh, have plenty of tips for this one. <laughs> it's a great way to experience an event. You get mostly, if not everything, uh, all in one night and get to experience the whole event. You get free snacks at the beginning private bars that you can go to uh you get stories of all and history of all the houses um and depending on how your rip tour guide is it can be a really fun great experience for you so with this one like bryce said um at least in 2019 when you would check in you would get to hang out in cafe la bamba and get they're usually like little snacks but they have these tiny grilled cheese that look like the best things ever and lots of snacks um a lot of times they have at least three scare actors in there that go around and interact with you while you're eating and hanging out and waiting for your tour to start. They did like a, a five house tour and a 10 house tour for 2019. And I don't know if they'll do it again, but I do recommend doing the full tour because you at least get to do all 10 of the houses, even if you miss scare zones or shows or anything. And they did include Marathon of Mayhem in 2019. So you might get to do some shows. Um, a lot of the tour guides are really fun. They either make horrific puns the entire night or give you really deep backstories that you wouldn't get otherwise. Because a lot of the times when you go as just a regular event guest, you just walk into whatever sounds cool and you don't really look up what it is because it doesn't tell you outside. Yeah, I would definitely suggest this for this year for the 30th anniversary because if you don't know much of the history of Horror Nights, I feel like you could be lost in some of these houses. So just getting that history and story of the house before you go into it could really help it. A lot of times, too, you get different experiences you can't get as a regular guest because the actors do know about tours and they know, like, who's in the tour groups. So they'll mess with you a little more than they would sometimes if you're just a normal event guest just because they can and they know you paid more for it. You also get a free lanyard, right? 
yeah, you get a free lanyard that you can't buy anywhere else. Like you would have to be on those tours. And I think when they did five house tours, you would get like the regular event lanyard, but you get one that says RIP and you get express for the rest of the night, or at least you did. So if you would That's have, only on rides though, right? Yeah, for the rides, not for the houses, because you're already doing them. Um, for this one, you can do early tours or late tours. If you do a late tour, you can expect to just that's it. Like <laughs> you can check in early and get your express passes and do some of the rides, but then once your tour is over, the event is usually over at that point. Um, but if you do an early tour, some of the attractions do close early. Like I think Fast and Furious and Gringotts and Transformers all close before eleven. Wait, not Fast and Furious. Not Fast and Furious. Um, which I think Fast was one of the later rides that was open. They have to go home no to their family. But they're already with their family. Get out of here. <laughs> but anyway, so if you did an early tour, you could miss some attractions, but you would have more time to ride Rip Ride Rocket if you really needed to. Which is fun at Don't night. Do Don't do that. I guess. You can ride her at night. Use the secret song list, though, if you do. But I don't know if I have more... Yeah, the bars are fun, too. I forgot. You can hang out. You can get food there, drinks. Um, yeah, and you get it much quicker than having to wait in line. You actually it. have to pay for them at the other bars during the tour, but Cafe La Bamba is free. Love a bar. Yeah, and you can only get into <laughs> it with a tour guide. So Also, the bars. some of the bars have pizza fries on it, right? Yeah, they had a bar with pizza fries. They had like all of the event snacks that you wanted. Um, and occasionally, they would use the bar in... The top of uh, the Jimmy Fallon ride, which you can literally only access on certain tours. So it's fun. But it is mostly up to the tour guide. So you don't really get to plan your event, but you get to make friends because they usually just fill your group in. Unless you do a private tour, but that's a whole other thing. And it's really expensive. So pick your poison. Okay. Our next uh, group of topics is about safety. Um, our first point in this, which we kind of already talked about earlier, is to take breaks and breathe. And Did get water. Yeah, well, I talked about. Zones. I said you guys, you just need to take breaks. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot going on at this event, and you're gonna want to hop from one thing to another. But sometimes it's nice to just sit down for like five minutes and not die. Also, it's quick. It's easy to get overwhelmed at this event. So if you just force yourself to just sit down and relax, there's like quote unquote safe zones from the characters that you can go to. Uh Diagon's a great place to kind of go sit and chill and just get away from it all a little bit. Especially outside. They have all the benches and lighting. You can just sit there and watch everything happen. If you ever wanted to see Diagon Alley with nobody there, go during Halloween where it's literally nobody's there. If you really just need a butterbeer out of nowhere. You know. Um I will say this is part of sensory issues too. Go with people you trust. Don't just go with anyone and their mom that decides to go. Because if you are getting overwhelmed or like stressed out or just tired and you're not with people you trust, you'd be like, oh, I'm tired. I need a break. They're just going to be mean to you and harass you, which your friends will understand. There's more to do than just run around. Also go with people you trust so that when you go through the houses, they can kind of help you out. I think someone on our Twitter had tweeted about putting your hand on someone's hips so they can kind of tell you which side the scares can come on. Oh, I do know. Um... One of my friends who had gone a lot would have people put their hands on her shoulder and she would squeeze their hand on whatever side the scares were coming. So they at least knew what was going on. Um, and if you do need to hang on in someone in the houses, if you trust them and you know they're not going to make fun of you for being scared, it's a little easier because it's less stressful. Because if you're in the scare zones, that one's kind of like a free for all. If you look scared, they'll usually go after you. But if you have people that can protect you, it's a little better. 
also, if you need to put your hands on someone and you're kind of alone, get to know the people in line around you. Um, I, if someone asked me if they could put their hands on my shoulder or something and like they were nice enough, I would absolutely let them just because the houses can get overwhelming very quickly. Can somebody actually reach your shoulders? Maybe not. They can, can try. Put it on my hip. That's okay. <laughs> yeah. When I used to go in 2018, I would always go alone and do stay and scream and just force myself into people's conversations to go with them. And when I couldn't do that, usually if you're going into a house behind someone and you ask like respectfully to hold on to their backpack or something, they're not going to freak out on you or something because they know it's scary. Yeah. But please, please, please. Don't just grab people. Yeah. Ask. <laughs> yeah. Don't just do it. If they say no, you can always wait until someone will let you hold on to them. But Just wait at the entrance. <laughs> I do recommend going with someone and not alone if you really need to hold on to someone during it. Because it's kind of hard to just grab strangers. Also, just genuinely, it's Orlando. Uh, it's nice to have a buddy with you because you never know what's going to happen, to be honest. So just bring a buddy. I mean, they keep posting all their HHN30 never go alone things. And it sounds stupid. It sounds like they just want you to pay more money, which is probably true. But it's also more convenient. It's more safe. If you are drinking, they can babysit you. Um, yeah. yeah, someone needs to go with David because most of us, I mean, all of us are working the event. So yeah. someone protect him. Uh, send your applications to at Reflect Fear Pod. Yeah, if you... Don't love storyteller. You at least have to like her enough to listen to David. Schedule a day um, to go with me because I've got a whole bunch of people to to, to go with. We're gonna make with. a Google oh, Docs he's popular. application. He's popular. <laughs> well, no, I just have a bunch of different friend groups that want to go. Unless, like, you want a giant fucking friend group, that's fine by me. But hey, if you're scared to go to the event, um, apply to David's Google Doc and hang out with all his friends. Yeah, actually, David's a great person to go through the houses with. He's a lot of fun. He is. He also, despite being a character, gets scared very easily. So it's really entertaining. Yeah, I've been going for so long and I've been a character. I I forgot you've also been going longer than any of us. But I still get scared, which is fun. On that note. But don't scare me at the event unless like we're in like a house. Like or if, if you're, you're a scare actor. If you're not a scare actor, he can hit you. Yeah, that's actually a good point. If you're not a scare actor, do not scare. Yeah. There's no there's, there's no need. That can um, really trigger someone into something so just don't do it that's true but yeah last note for this regardless of if you're being the dick or your friends are getting scared don't make fun of people for getting scared like it's one thing to laugh if someone gets scared but it's nothing to laugh at them you don't want to make anyone uncomfortable for being at the event because you're all paying to get scared and then if you're getting too scared make sure your friends are there to help you with that because there's no shame in being afraid you're literally paying all this money to get scared also don't be afraid to sit out a house if you need to. It's okay. Yeah, some of these houses are too overwhelming. And if you go through too many and like can't do it anymore, the exits are always right next to the entrances. Just tell the house ops you're not going in and stand there until they get out. Because it is fun. Someone said this on my Twitter too. It's really fun to watch people come out of the houses because they're usually like running full speed until they realize like they're free and then they hit that last dinger scare. And it's really funny. So you can just sit there and watch it. And for this year specifically, uh, if you have sentry issues or you're just too scared to kind of go, start out with Beetlejuice. Beetlejuice is going to be your friend. It's not, other than kind of the first portion with the tunnel, spoiler alert, um, there's not much sentry stuff in it. There's not many strobes in it. There's not many loud noises in it. Um I don't know. When I went through it, there were a couple times I got very disoriented outside of 
the tunnel. Yeah, but it's not, there's not strobes that are going to do anything. And it's also not a huge no. scare house. It's following the story pretty well. It is different for every person, though, obviously. It's very disorienting I, because it has that Tim Burton. It's very fun. Personally, though. recommend starting off with scare zones because they're kind of the safest environment to go through it. Like, if something's bothering you, you can just walk out of them. Yeah, but housewise, I would say. Yeah, Start I would say of the ones if you're that have really been announced, worried, yeah. do scare zones first. You can kind of hang out and see how it works and how they scare and then go into the houses. Um, that goes along with the research because you need to know what houses are less intense, I guess, for the event. Um, and a lot of people don't talk about sensory issues in this, which is why if you know anyone that does do the Unmasking the Horror Tours, check in with them because they kind of will know what to look out for. Um, especially strobes, because any house with any strobes will have a warning, but they're not all as bad for every person. Like, I could do the Depths of Fear strobes, but I couldn't go anywhere near Stranger Things or Dead Exposure. So definitely know your limits and don't be afraid to, like, draw a line when you reach them. Yeah. Um, and kind of on the aspect of houses and strobes, I'm going to bring up this point, especially with Texas Chainsaw this year. Use earplugs if you get overwhelmed by noise. I'm going to tell you right now, Texas Chainsaw is going to be a ton of loud chainsaw noises that can get very overwhelming very quickly with a lot of big, tall guys jumping out at you. Earplugs can be your friend. You can still hear the trigger and everything, but it won't affect you normally as much with those earplugs. But also make sure you're putting the earplugs in properly because... If you're not, then it's really of no use to you. You can find videos on YouTube of how to properly insert them and take them out. Because if you're taking them out wrong, you can injure your ears. And if you're putting them in wrong, there's not really a reason to be using them. Um, and there's so many different types of earplugs. So definitely look into that. There's also like the the ones that go over your head. What are they called? They're not like headphones. Kind of like the, yeah, like, like the ear over ear. Muff things, whatever, yeah. the over the ear ones. Um Try them out before you get to the event to know what works for you because I got ones that connected with like a little plastic piece and I have a lot of sensory issues and I didn't know until I was already in the event in the houses that I couldn't deal with it because the plastic piece would like rub against my shirt and I could like feel it in my ears. So check on the earplugs before you buy them. Um, but they do help because it doesn't ruin the experience, but it makes it a lot less intense for you. And then along with that, uh, sunglasses are your best friend. A lot of the lights flash a lot. They're really intense. Uh, someone said to bring polarized sunglasses. I don't know if they'll fix anything, but it'll make it a little better. I had to do that a few times in dead exposure, and I still got a headache, but not as bad. Yeah, I know ops, if they're in a strobe-heavy room, do have to wear polarized sunglasses. So if ops is having to do it, it's probably a good chance that you're going to have to do it. I will say... For sunglasses, if you're going to wear them in the house due to strobes, don't wear like reflective ones because then you'll blind characters and stuff like that. Try to wear just like plain black shield sunglasses that are polarized. Um, I know David said earlier to put your sunglasses in your backpack during houses, but if it's something like that where you know strobes would bother you, I'd recommend just holding them in your hands. You can put them on easily if you need to and you won't drop them. This is another good reason to have someone with you that you can hold on to because I honestly don't remember dead exposure. I got dragged through it on my friend's backpack because I was just hiding the entire time. So never go alone and bring your sunglasses. Um, our next point, which is someone on Twitter brought up, which I actually never thought about, which is this is actually nice to know, 
is to bring a jacket because uh, there's things called stuff and face that hang down. And the way that can touch your skin can be very weird because they want it to feel a specific way sometimes. So things can feel like jelly and kind of gross or like supposed to like wires that are a weird feeling um, or just fabric that rubs the wrong way. Which also, it's never going to injure you. But if you have sensory issues, it can really bother you or set you on like an anxiety attack. Yeah, for sure. Um, and there's also things that are like house weather. So like I know... It rains once in a while in houses. Rains, quote unquote. In Sometimes houses. it gets cold in the houses too. Yeah. Like when it rains, or it's supposed to get cold. Yep. Or it's not yeti, but like poltergeist oh. was cold. Yeah, I, mean, po- I was gonna say poltergeist is a perfect example of this because I mean you're literally enter- entering during a storm inside of a pool, so like you have water sprinkling all over you. You have a giant wind storm in that house that is just that, completely that wrecks you. It was freezing, and it was cold. So I think poltergeist, if you, that's a perfect example of a house that has like sensory issues in that sort of regard if you have to go in looking stylish um wear like the tights under your shorts that it doesn't bother your legs uh do like the flannel tied around your waist so you can put it on really quick and then put it back on your waist when you're done that's it's hot that's a very good like go-to tip because yeah, in i didn't florida, even think about that until now but like it's too hot to wear a jacket the right. whole time in florida i don't recommend like wearing like a jacket to halloween horror nights outside but if you're about to go into a house and you know it's cold like always keep like a nice like flannel or light jacket like tied around your waist or in your backpack or something if you do wear like denim jackets with lots of pins and stuff i'd say watch because some of the sif will grab you um specifically like nightingale's blood pit the meat sif would grab my hair and like drag me sometimes so drag her yeah, <laughs> yeah <I> almost <laughs> lost my wig there um someone did mention if things hitting you in the face bothers you wear like a baseball cap with a bill or like a hat that covers your face that also works if you have long hair Maybe put it up or like put your jacket over it in some of the houses because I can tell you from experience, it's not fun getting your hair ripped out in these houses. And I'm sure no one else wants Sif, like hairy Sif in their face. Also, if like (laughs) water touching your skin (laughs) kind of bothers you, um, just be aware almost anytime there's going to be an open scene with a table with a victim on it that's having their guts pulled out. You're probably going to get sprayed with water. So just be aware of that whenever you see those. Usually in the houses, you won't get soaked, but you will get sprayed enough that it can bother you. It's noticeable, yeah. Unless it was like Carnival Graveyard with the like invisible ink that would just drench your side. (laughs) They learn from that, though. And I was going to say, above all, it's Florida. It's going to rain. Yeah, when it rains, it's a whole other experience. Um, Luckily, studios has a lot of places to hide during the weather. And I will say... Wear very comfortable shoes, but don't wear your most expensive comfortable shoes. Like wear sensible, cheap, but comfortable shoes. Uh, yeah, that actually goes into our next point. And it's actually specifically to have shoes with proper ankle support. You're going to be walking a lot during this event. Uh, and your feet are going to hurt whether you have the best shoes or you have the worst shoes. But it's just kind of how bad do you want your feet to hurt? Um, also with ankle support, it helps because going through scare zones, you're going to go off curbs and on curbs, uh, in houses, you're going to possibly go into slight, uh, tilted things or sometimes floors move. So like, yeah. Or like you're in a specific environment and they want the floor to feel like dirt or mud or something like that. Yeah. So just take care of your feet i will say as nice as converse look they're not really great for this no they hurt your ankles they're gonna hurt your feet they're super flat and you can kind of feel everything that's going on because of that so wear something with like thicker soles Mm -hmm. things that aren't gonna bother you convert 
Converse are nice for like the picture and for the aesthetic, but they are not comfortable shoes to wear at the, at the event. And this is coming from somebody who used to wear Converse to the event. It's horrible. If you same ha- with combat boots, a lot of yeah. times they're not comfortable. If if you if you must, I bring a big enough backpack to keep them in. And also like sneakers, athletic shoes, like they're not a bad look. I think athleisure is like a really it's really in right now. Wear some athleisure. No one's gonna make fun of you for wearing no. like black sneakers with your right. outfit. I was telling everyone earlier, one of my friends wore like this super like cute outfit with like her Crocs because she values comfort over everything. So Yeah. But I mean if you if you want to wear your Converse, you want to wear your heels, you want to wear your combat boots, go right ahead. I just don't know how comfortable you're gonna be. It's doable, but plan ahead. Bring different shoes or at least get like the insoles. Yeah, get an insole. So or that something. you're not gonna like die. Plus Converse when they're wet are probably like the seventh circle of hell. I yes. think nothing's yes. worse Those than that. Those are Toms. Yeah. Um, Speaking of the rain, though, a lot of houses, not a lot of houses, but some of the tent houses will go down if it rains enough because they get flooded. Be prepared for that. If it's supposed to rain all night, go there first. If they are closed or they don't open when you expect them to, you can't really be mad about it because it is Florida and there's only so much they can do. Most of the houses will stay open. Just watch the weather report and check on those tent houses before you get your hopes up. Also, if it's uh, raining, scare zones will go inside. So scare zones will not be active. Yeah, which it usually doesn't rain the entire event. And I think tent three, the one by Men in Black, is on a platform. So that one doesn't usually get flooded. But you're going to have to watch out for those other two. And wear shoes with grip. Because if it rains, some of the floor isn't as grippy as you think. And you will wipe out and fall. And it's Um, embarrassing. And this is kind of off topic because... I was thinking about it that stilts go down when it rains or if it's too uh, high wind. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but if they are up on stilts, please, for the love of God, move out of their way. These guys. If you are in their way, the coordinators do watch the stilts and they will literally like chase you out of the scare zone. So, yeah, just be respectful of stilts because that's a hard thing to do and they cannot move on a dime. So, like, you need to be paying attention for them, not them, you. They're Let also me, sorry. As somebody who was trained on stilts and was trained in very briefly in this like specific kind of thing, like turning and stopping, especially when you're in a huge costume that you would be in for the event, you can't see everything. You can't see everything that goes on under you when you're that high up. So just please be respectful of the stilts. That is hard work. And if you're taking a picture with stilts, don't touch the stilts. Yeah, don't don't go near them. Try to keep a distance <laughs> from yeah. them. They usually work with you and they have no problems taking pictures or talking to you or just interacting with you. But you have to be respectful because if they fall, one, they'll land on everyone in the scare zone and it's not fun. Here's but an- it's also really scary. Here's another thing. If you're if you find a character who's willing to take a picture with you, turn your flash off. Don't like flash right in their eyes because that is the worst kind of yeah, pain. Yeah, also don't expect them to take pictures with you because yeah. they don't have to and they're not supposed to. They're allowed to, I think, sometimes, but certain scare zones turn into like no picture zones because it got so bad. Yes, I, I, I don't think it's every zone that they're allowed to take pictures, but sometimes they are willing to work with you, but you have to... It, it's not a guarantee to take a picture with this character. And you're obviously allowed to take pictures with them in the background, but they're not going to stop and pose and do whatever you want. With Nor you. are they obligated to do that. Yeah, they don't you. need to. They're not paid to like pose and do photo shoots. They're there to scare people and have fun. So, And also, if you see a character taking a picture with somebody, but they're not willing to do that with you, don't get offended. That might be their friend. That might be their family. Or they just 
don't want to get pigeonholed into taking a picture for 30 minutes. So don't get offended if they don't take a picture with you. They'll also get in trouble if they just start a photo shoot area. So leave them alone. It's not a character meet and greet. Also, depending on this character and what they're wearing, they might not vocally say yes or no. So just pay attention to their body language. Because I know with uh, 27, uh, with the pig face from Saw in that scare zone, he kind of had me pose and then he would scare and then stop real quick for like three seconds so that we could take a picture and then he moved on so just be ready have everything set up ready to go without flash so that you are not taking forever with this guy yeah if a scare if you're like trying to get a picture with this character and they keep walking away from you take a hint and don't take a picture with that scare you can also just take videos of you interacting with them and then screenshot it later it doesn't have to be like a direct picture but speaking of what they're wearing you have to take into consideration some of their costumes are not good for pictures are not good for interacting posing or they just don't feel comfortable in them because some of them wear like bikinis basically and they're not going to want to take a picture with every like old man there because they've been harassed all night so just take into consideration how the scare actors are feeling and what they're up to because they have really hard jobs yep and depending on ip rights they might not even be able to take pictures yeah they might just have to stand there and do their thing but yeah going back to um like stilts and everything like that um be aware of your surroundings because even like shoes and stuff like that, because in scare zones you go up and over curbs. I've seen numerous people like not watching where they're going and they, you know, wipe out because they don't see the curb. Even with that, watch out for people in the scare zones that are in wheelchairs or ECVs because they can't really get out of the way. And I get you get scared and jump, but it's a harder event for them because they can't just walk up and down curbs. They're stuck going specific paths. And usually with stilt scare zones, I don't think they're going to chase you just because the other actors know it's dangerous for the stilts. But you can get chased in non-stilt scare zones. So just be aware of your surroundings. Know the possibilities. And don't you don't need to run. They're not going to chase you if you don't run. They'll just jump out at you and leave. Boon skidoo. <laughs> Boon skidoo. Is that the new thing? Yeah. Um Let's see. Uh, our next point is drink water. Hydrate I, or dihydrate. We already talked about this, especially or, if you're drinking. Or drink a nice cold Coke to keep those characters away. Refreshments <laughs> of fear. Refreshments <laughs> of fear. Let's wow. go. Yeah. I mean, even if you're drinking other things, the freestyle cups, a lot of times they have the like themed ones and they're really cool. They're good souvenirs because they're useful. So if you don't bring a water bottle, buy those ones. Also, if you're drinking Coke, I think this goes along with like just drinking alcohol in general. But if you're also drinking soda, try to like balance that out with water as well because you'll start to feel like shit afterwards. Yeah. If also, you don't get any water. Take lots of bathroom breaks. You'll you don't think you need to go to the bathroom, yeah. but you do. And there's nothing worse than being in line for a house and all the porta potties are full and there's a line for them. And honestly there's nothing worse than having to use a porta potty as yeah. a last resort. And you still have like forty five minutes left in line. There's nothing worse. There's no more punishment than that. Or, or walking back to the parade building. We say, have to those make parade that buildings are hell. <laughs> like you once you get in line, you're stuck in line. Yes. Also, if you're drinking, uh eat, please. It's going to help you feel better and it's going to soak up the alcohol. And also the food that they make at this event is specifically for drunk people. So enjoy it. They have a lot of themed food. Like when they had the Starcourt area, they had like some fun stuff or they have pizza fries or my personal favorite. Those sweet potato fries were so good. The but, s'mores fries? Sorry. Yeah, there's they are sweet potato though. <laughs> they are. The s'mores one, sorry. Um, but there's nothing stopping you from bringing your own snacks. So back to the backpacks, just stuff it with snacks. No one's going to stop you. Security is not going to start a fight unless they want to steal your food. Um, but 
I would as always long as just, they're like pre-sealed or in like a bag. Yeah, or don't bring like anything crazy. Yeah, don't but, put like don't bring like Tupperware and silverware or anything. Yeah, we, <laughs> you don't need like a whole. I think you can bring fast food it's in, so but don't don't just pick fast food. I mean, yeah. I mean get bags of chips and stuff, huh? I mean, that's just gonna be gross. Also, yeah, um, it only lasts for so long. But if you have like chips or like fruit snacks or something, you can yeah. bring them the whole. Bring bag. like some fruit. Bring like a banana. Bring some crackers. I don't know if you want to banana in your backpack oh well yeah because then everything will start to smell like banana but like still yeah. like unless you eat it at the beginning they don't have to be healthy snacks just anything you can carry with you the whole time um especially if you have friends you have to babysit because you know they're not going to eat or they're not going to drink or they're not going to do anything just because there's one in every group there, yeah there's always the one person in the group that is the tough guy and he's like no i don't need to pee i'm too manly for that and it's like you're gonna die in an hour in and on the topic of groups hold your friends accountable don't yeah. let them do stupid shit. Also, make sure if they are drinking, they are being responsible with drinking because it's easy to just <laughs> go crazy. It's it's very easy to like lose yourself when you start drinking. I know. Especially in that environment. A lot of people say that it's fun to be drunk during the event, but it's not enjoyable if you get too drunk because you're just not going to remember anything. <laughs> There's a difference between being delightfully tipsy mm-hmm. if you're, uh, but it's a complete other thing if you're blackout drunk. Oh yeah. Don't get blackout drunk. There's it's, it's not, not it's not cute. You don't look cute. It's it's not fun. Characters do hate you. Yeah, I'm you are say, yeah, it's not gonna be fun for you or scared. You are the worst enemy of characters if you get blackout drunk. I also sorry. I think a lot of people realize that they have coordinators and security all over this park and they will not hesitate to they don't care how much you paid for the event. Yeah. If you bother anyone or if you're being annoying, they will just bring you out of the park and characters are trained to pick their targets if they see a absolutely drunk person i promise you you're gonna have the worst run through of your house because they're not gonna come out on you they also will avoid you if you're being obnoxious because there's a difference between being fun and interacting with them and just being a pain so don't be that guy and then they're gonna make fun of you later yeah, they're going to be in the break rooms like this one guy was so annoying earlier. Yes, you will get talked about in the break rooms if you're that asshole. If you don't think you're being embarrassing, you are. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Very that. Um, another point that Allison brought up uh, is from Frightmere Farms uh, about possibly bringing a fidget tool or a toy to keep you your hands distracted while being scared, which is yeah, very interesting. Yeah, so I was looking into sensory issues because I know no one really talks about it. And Frightmare Farms is calling. I mean, I'm, it probably is. It's like the first inclusive haunted event because I think the lady that started it, her son has sensory issues. But they give out bags to people with issues that have sunglasses for strobe lights, uh, earplugs for loud noises. And they do um, sensory tools or like fidget tools. So you have something to focus on in the house that you can hold on to because you can't grab the walls or anything and you're moving so fast that... It at least brings your focus off of what's coming out beside you and stops you from hitting people if that's your thing. That's a great thing not to do is not yeah. hit people. Um, and then our next topic is going to be light sensitivity issues, which we kind of brought up. But yeah, I think we covered that. I don't know that. if there's yeah. anything Nothing else. else um, I don't have any mostly. So if you have light sensitivity issues it sucks the only way to really know if it's going to be bad is to experience it um if you're hearing that there's a super strobe heavy house and you really want to go into it regardless of the event do it last because 
Like for me, if I did Stranger Things in 2019 first, I couldn't do any other house the rest of the night. But if I did it last, I would just be sick when I got home. Um, so I wouldn't recommend it. But if you really have to do it, wait. And bring medicine for that. Know how to fix that or how to sort of... We talked about sunglasses. I'm sure there's other ways to at least help with strobe sensitivity, but... You know your body better than anybody else. If you feel like you are not in the proper headspace, physical health, mental health, whatever, don't be afraid to let your group know. Don't be afraid to leave. It's a fun event, but nothing is... Nothing comes... Nothing is more important than your physical, mental, emotional, spiritual, whatever health that you have going on. Also, be aware that there are certain attractions outside of the houses that do have strobes. I think that the um, the scare zones don't usually, but things like Transformers have the flashing alarms. Uh, Rip Ride Rocket, if you're waiting outside in the queue, has really bad strobe lights in that area. So just be prepared for that. Um, and if you need to, just talk to the people that work at the event. They're not going to like... Like, sucks for you. I guess you're not riding. Like, they'll help you out. And on the topic of safety in general, if you start feeling unwell or a friend starts feeling unwell or you just need help, at the end of every house and in every scare zone, there's going to be a coordinator all in black with a name tag. I know. And a glow stick usually. Yeah, glow stick. They, you can talk to them and they will help you out. Typically, they're next to a security guard or anything even if you can't find a coordinator any employee that's working that event will be able to get health services for you or will at least be able to help you out or send you in the right direction uh there is a health services over by fast and furious right next to that and there's one in the front of the park so don't be afraid to go there they're gonna help you they're literally paid to just sit there and help any issues out and if you don't want to pay for certain medicines like if you need tylenol or you need something for motion sickness you can go in there before the event and ask for it and they're going to give it to you. They just have to check your age and stuff. So don't be scared of health services. They're literally they're there for you. And most of this event is set up so you're successful. They're not here to make you sick or make you uncomfortable. Yeah. The basic, uh, the basis of this topic is just take care of yourself. You know yourself. So don't overwhelm it. It's really exciting. It's easy to forget. That's why it's good to go in groups because other people will usually – look out for you more than you look out for yourself. Like, I know for sure I'll think about how everyone else is feeling before I'll realize I'm feeling sick. So, yeah, have some friends that know your limits. Don't just expect them to know when you're feeling sick. Our next little topic, which is we can kind of go off what other than what I have. Uh, but our next topic is food and drinks. Uh, my main point here is figure out your pre-grain pre-game drinking, which I would suggest, uh, what is it? Fat Tuesdays. Fat Tuesdays. David might have better places, but I enjoy Fat Tuesdays. Fat Tuesdays is good. It used to be my go-to, but then like there are just so many drinking options at the Stay and Scream areas. If you're going to do that, I would just recommend doing that because I would only recommend Fat Tuesday if you're going to be waiting in that giant crowd of people before you go into the event. But you have to finish it before you enter the gate because you can't bring it into Universal. Which, based on some of the event years, getting in takes forever. Yes. So So if you're going to pregame, if you're okay with waiting in that big corral of people before you go in, Fat Tuesday, sure. Just know those drinks are very cold. If you drink them too fast, you'll get a brain freeze. They're also very strong. Know your limit with that. Um, Don't get the extra shot of Everclear if you're a lightweight. (laughs) Um, But if you're doing Stay and Scream... There's a Finnegan's Stay and Scream area. You can drink there. They make great drinks there. And there's... What's your go-to? 
I always get the Grateful Dead, but I feel like that used to be more of like a secret. No, but now, it, but yeah, now it's, it's like now. a very popular beverage. Um, <laughs> because it used to be beverage. more. Didn't there like only a couple of bartenders knew how to make it? And now, like everybody knows how to make it. Yeah, and it, so what I'm hearing is HHN Twitter needs to pick a, a secret item and just make it a thing. Agreed. But like the thing with the Grateful Dead is they throw everything in the kitchen sink into that drink. So if again, if you're lightweight, drink one. Just pace yourself when you're drinking. <laughs> I mean, we've gone over it over and over again in this podcast, but like just don't go overboard. Very that. Like, and honestly, I suggest just drink like keeping your drinks like simple if you're gonna drink. Like get a Jack and Coke. Get a vodka cranberry. Get a screwdriver. If you like the souvenir cups, which yeah. usually they're really cool, the Fast Food Boulevard bar is really fun because you. I think they release the cups like every few weeks. There's a new design, but they're not that expensive as far as souvenir cups right. go. The drinks, I don't think of a lot of alcohol, but they're. I, I will say the drinks. The drinks are not strong, and no. they're very sugary, which will make you feel worse. <laughs> but you get a cup out of it but you so. do get a cup out of it and it's a nice souvenir to have i will say though if you just want to drink and you don't want to have just a whole bunch of sugar i would just go to a bar but just don't don't overdo it just get one or two like we said drink water a lot more than you're drinking anything else yeah and not just finnegan's there's a couple of bars around the park yeah. that have well, the other you know, stay- cocktails right and- the other stay and scream area is um the Simpsons area. Bar, yeah. yeah. And there's a bar there. I don't know if it's as full of a bar as Finnegan's is, but they well, usually have the specialty drinks there. Finnegan's is like a restaurant and a bar. Yeah. So they definitely have more options, but the fast food Boulevard bar has a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. So that's the one right there by Transformers. No, no, that's in Simpsons. Simpsons. Oh, Finnegan's. No, the, the fast food Boulevard. Yeah. Simpsons. That's, is... There's that bar right there by Transformers. Are you talking about the waterfront? Mm-mm. What bar are we talking about? No, there was a bar by Transformers. I oh, think. yeah, he's like that smoking like area, bar. the smoking yeah. area. Yeah, that's gotcha. the waterfront. That's yeah. Okay, <laughs> I've they never do... heard it called the waterfront. I'm sorry. It's I don't know what it's called, but that is <laughs> the waterfront. There's water there. Um, they do set up a lot of temporary bars too, but as far as just like standard theme park bars, those are your two main go-to's, and they both have restaurants near them. Uh, Fast Food Boulevard's good. To if you don't want to eat during the event, get some food beforehand, get your drink, sit down, and then they'll release you eventually. You usually have to wait and stay and scream for like forty five minutes. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, if you're drinking, don't. Ooh, Jesus, sorry. Don't um, <laughs> don't overdo it. It's it's too easy to get to to let yourself get to that place. Don't don't do it. You well, you look like an idiot. Probably don't drink until you get to Universal either, just because. Well, yeah. Don't drink a drive. Please. Don't. I mean. Yeah. No. Some people can drink and have someone else drive, but like just get to the event first and then see how you feel because you might get drunk and then get there and not remember a single thing. Also, anyone who drinks knows you get tired after, so don't overdo it before the event because you'll just be tired the entire event. If you're looking, if it's opening weekend and you're looking to be there the whole time, don't even maybe get one drink and stay and scream if you do that. And then don't drink again for a couple hours after that. There's also supposed to be, I don't remember if this is for hotel guests or for anyone, but there is the Icons bar, I think oh, they for announced. Anyone. It's for anyone. Oh, it's for anyone. Never mind. Which <laughs> hotel? To me. Uh, Cabana Bay. Yeah, he- so they do have an Icons bar at Cabana Bay. Um, that would be cool to check out if you like the Icons, which I'm assuming you do if you like Horror Nights. 
and they probably have specialty drinks there. So I think that's open all day. I don't know if it's going to be good drinks. I'm sure it'll be good. Yeah. I'm very curious to see their drink interpretations of that. I, no, that's a jacked up experience. I was going to say, I think you can get in the blender. It'll be a Jack and Coke. Jack, Jack <laughs> up experience. You do have to be a hotel guest for this. Yeah, so stay at a Universal Hotel. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, I mean, just in general, stay at a Universal Hotel. We're going to promote. Helps I mean, drinks. that is the thing. If you are drinking and you're at Universal Hotel, you can take a boat or a bus back to the hotel. You don't or have you to worry about over. driving anything. You don't have to worry about parking at CityWalk. Um, and it's a safer way to do it. Yeah, and honestly, their hotel prices are not that bad as long as you're not like going crazy with it. There's also a hotel across the street from Universal. So if you really just don't want to be far, there's so many options. Yeah. But um, we're not a hotel podcast. We don't know anything about hotels. <laughs> um, on the topic of drinking, you also want to eat. So what is our favorite, what is our go-to food outside of pizza fries? Was, everyone always says pizza fries, but Here's my warning it with lost pizza its fries. charm for me. Here's my warning with pizza fries. That marinara sauce would be, it, the marinara sauce is what kills it for me because it's not sweet at all it's pretty basic and sometimes gross. they put too much marinara too also you just don't get that much no you they know. make it they make it look like it's deeper than it really is however the s'mores fries have so much in it like it's not something you want to eat on your own because it's so sweet and there's a lot of it and you're gonna regret being the only one eating it but also if you haven't had pizza fries get pizza fries it's- yeah at least get them once yeah if, um, if I get anything to eat, it's usually from that food area that they have in New York because those are usually bigger meals. I remember in 2018 or maybe it's 2019, they had the Starport Mall mm-hmm. and I got the, um, the 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 panda one. What was it called? I don't remember. It was it was the um, the Asian food tent and there was really good food there. They had a bento box and I lived, breathed and died by that bento box. Um, as well, I like the twisted tater, um, but I usually just get Cajun. I don't go overboard on the spice. They always do special event food, which is kind of fun because you don't really get it any other time. But like we said, most of the restaurants are open. I know Mel's is pretty popular because it's your basic yeah. chicken tenders and cheeseburgers. So. I tend to go to the, I can't remember, is it? I can't remember. Uh, it's in San Fran, the burger place in San Fran. Richter. That's typically where I go because it's just pretty basic theme park food plus it's fun to find a place to eat where you can watch the scare zones yeah and it has ac if you want to sit inside it's really nice louis is good for italian if you want like pizza that's true yeah um they also have the tribute store usually has at least snacks so definitely eat actual food um but if you want desserts and stuff they have some pretty cool stuff there too also you can always leave the park and go to city walk real quick eat and then come back that's true. It depends on if you want like a full sit down experience or quick service or if you just want to pick something up and eat it then. I'm not actually a big like meal person. I just bring snacks and I snack there at the event. Yeah, I normally eat before and after the event yeah. and maybe have a snack during it. Yeah. And like David said, a good snack is a uh, twisted taters. It's true. Or just bring your own snacks. Also, I think bring your own snacks and then get some event snacks try them out but then you have your own food if you don't like anything because if you show up and you're like i don't like twisted taters and i don't want pizza fries then you're set and after event i highly suggest breakfast food <laughs> it's yeah great going yes. to like perkins or like ihop <laughs> or like three in the morning is such an otherworldly experience it feels like you've entered a new dimension and you're and just still so hyped off the event there's it's like so nobody there too i wouldn't recommend the mcdonald's by universal because everyone goes there directly afterwards but like you'll be there for three hours 
you just sit there and there's like one person working the entire restaurant and you're all like trying not to cry because you're tired while you're eating pancakes. But also be aware, you're going to be around a lot of characters. So <laughs> some crazy ass people might enter Yeah, if you get place. like a group of 50 people eating at one table, they probably work <laughs> at Universal. Either that or it's just like everyone from Twitter hung out together on one night. And also a That'd good reason fun. to bring snacks is like, I know a lot of people have food allergies. Like, you yeah. know, once again, you know your body. They are able to do accommodations. Like, I don't like sausage. So, for pizza fries, they'll take that off of it. Um, if you ask for light sauce or stuff, it doesn't hurt to ask. Sometimes they can accommodate. But for the most part, they'll take things off if you don't want them. So, it doesn't hurt. Okay. Um, we'll go ahead and move on to general warnings and rules. These are <laughs> I love this of- one. Kind of things we talked about, but we're going to go through them real quick. Uh, number one, don't be that guy. That guy is uh, loud, mean. Uh, is like, I'm not going to get scared. I'm not scary. It's just a general asshole. So don't be that guy. He's always like, I mean, it doesn't have to be a guy either. That guy is just the person that's horrible and toxic and makes the whole group dynamic kind of just suck. And like we said before, you pay a lot of money to go to this event. You don't pay to have it ruined by one person that doesn't appreciate it. And you're not going to like everything, but you don't need to like shit on other people's favorite houses. Or if someone likes something that you don't like, leave it alone. It doesn't matter. Yeah, very that. Yeah. He's also that guy that in the group that he sees, you know, like you're scared. And he'll be the one guy that's like pointing to this character like, oh, go after this person. And he's going to get got by a scare actor. Yep. That guy is truly the person we've talked about this entire episode. Yeah. Won't go to the bathroom, won't drink water, gets drunk and starts hitting scare actors. Like that's scares other people. Scares other people. Like it's walks through the stilt walkers legs. Yeah. Runs around them. (laughs) That guy definitely did not listen to this podcast. Yeah. That guy. If you know that guy, send him over. We'll (laughs) set him straight. Well, (laughs) that sounds like we're going to beat him up. (laughs) Take him in the back alley. We're going to take him in the sting alley and just. Yeah, that was where I was going with it. The best part about about having that guy come through is he thinks he's all big and bad, but I've seen many, many people like that just get dropped. The one thing you'll hear from any scare actor is it's always the guy that's making fun of his girlfriend or whoever that's scared, and he's the one that gets like destroyed in those houses. So Absolutely. Also, the guys who can admit that they got scared and laugh about it are one of the best experiences you can have as a scare actor. Yeah. Also, can we just... This is our note. Straight men, it does not make you any less straight to be afraid. You can still like women and get scared. Fear is a universal emotion. Literally a universal We all experience fear. Let it out. That's what this event is for. It's to be scared. If you are not confident in your sexuality to the point where you can't get scared of the Halloween event, just don't go. Just don't waste the time or money. Yeah, I promise you, once you get scared, you're not going to start craving dick or anything. (laughs) (laughs) No, that's something when you become a scare actor. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, um... Uh... How do you you recover from that one? (laughs) I can't even top that. Um, Like I was saying, there's no fun in destroying other people's like things that they enjoy. It is really fun to get out of a house and have a conversation about it and what you liked and what you didn't like. But like, we do not make fun of David for liking Storyteller. He's actually bullying us into liking her. So don't make fun yeah, of your friends. Yeah, it's quite the opposite. I know. We get- <laughs> How the turns have tabled. Yeah, you need a friend group like us who bullies each other into liking things that we didn't like to begin with. So 
be that friend group. Don't be that guy. Yeah. But uh, I also, I'm not a bully, I promise. I'm nice. I'm nice. No, he's nice yeah, about it. Nice. <laughs> he like sneaks into our houses at night and starts sprinkling little storyteller thoughts into our heads so that we have to. He's like a tooth fairy, but with storyteller. Yeah, I promise we're all nicer to each other than we may appear on this podcast. Chris is mean <laughs> off the podcast. You just don't hear yeah. it recorded. Um. So this next... I edit those parts out. <laughs> yeah, I swear. He gets us more than anyone else. Yeah, he could really do us bad on this podcast if he wanted to. <laughs> um, the next portion is going to kind of have two parts uh, and opposite sides. One, don't be a jerk to little kids or their parents. Uh, oh, my God. I hate when people are like, this kid shouldn't be at this event. <laughs> But they are, so back off. Yeah, and yeah. honestly, a lot of the kids I see at this event where you think they want to be able to handle it are coming through the house giving me thumbs up and high fives and are just genuinely excited. To be Your there. age does not determine whether or not you can handle this event. And I know they have the like recommended uh, restriction of 13 and older because it does deal with more mature, mature content. Yeah. But my favorite experience from 2018 was that little girl that was literally like a foot tall that would just dance with the killer clowns. And she had protective hearing stuff on. She wasn't taken anywhere she couldn't handle. Like if parents know their kids limits, it's a fun event for them. And you all love the event so much. There's no reason to stop them from becoming fans early on just because you're annoyed by kids. Yeah. So don't be a jerk to the kids, especially don't be a jerk to the parents. The parents know most of the time what their kids can handle. Now, on the flip side, parents, do not force your kid to go to this event. If they feel uncomfortable, leave. It's not worth it. I promise you. We are going to put your child into the biggest trauma in their life, and you're going to have to pay for therapy to get them out of this. I you could have just left. forced my dad to take me to this event and traumatized myself, and I was like 13. So Relatable. when you're bringing <laughs> smaller children, just know what they're doing like i had a kid one time that he was like 14 or 15 and they didn't force him to go like they even walked him back to the hotel but like they brought him to the event and he wasn't ready for it and it's just not fun for anyone because then you don't get to do anything and you spend your whole night trying to figure out if you can force them into things or if you can convince them to go with you so also generally most characters will be very respectful of your little child um and most of us tend to try to make it comfortable enough like we'll still do our job but we are not going to outwardly try and scare most of us are not going to outwardly try and scare your child because we understand how scary this is and how this can look and if you see the kid is scared you're not going to you know go after him you know no cause years of therapy for him we want them to be fans we want them to work them into this slowly we're not going to get right up in their face unless like we're chilling with them it's so cute when uh, characters interact with small children in the scare zones because they're so sweet to them. Like they'll chase this six foot man all the way down the street and then turn around and start like playing games with this like two foot child, and it's the best thing. Yeah. So yeah, a lot of these, the a lot of don'ts I've actually seen as a character. But what kills me is like you'll have these parents who, oh, I can't get a sitter tonight. I'm gonna bring my eight month old kid. And take them through a haunted house. If you are going to bring your little child, please bring protective ear equipment. Have oh a my plan. God. Yes. If you we, have to bring them, have a plan. We as characters have to wear earplugs in the house. Your child is still growing. Please protect them and keep them safe. My God. Also, as guests, remember 
that, like we said, fear is universal. There's not an age to determine it. Some children enjoy being scared because they know it's not real or they at least don't think they're going to die. So some of them enjoy the event and want to go because it's fun. And David, like you when said, did you start? I was 11 when I first went. And let me tell you, I was that kid. My dad, I also forced my dad to take me to the event. So I wanted to go. <clears throat> I didn't go through any houses my first year because I was too scared. Biggest regret of my life. I wish I wasn't. I am glad I that mean, I went. But, but you still did get into the event. So it started. Yeah. And it got me into the event. And then the next year in 2007, I did houses. But um, I will say if like your kid doesn't want to do houses, don't force them. Because I feel like I would have been so traumatized had I gone through a house. And we've mentioned it already. Scare zones are still fun. They're not any less than the houses. They're just a different experience. So if your kids just want to go hang out in scare zones, let them. And it seems like scare zones, like before, you know, it gets dark, they're not as intense. Usually if you stick far away to the sidewalks, they're not going to like go out of their way to find you. They usually hang out in like the middle of the streets. So it's a safe way to just hang out. Like David didn't do the houses, but I'm sure he still experienced the event. There's always shows, there's scare zones, there's experiences. So Also, I think it's just a good thing if you sat down with your kid before the event and just kind of had a mature conversation with them let them know like none of this is real and that they're going to see things and it's going to feel real but it's not i think that would be a good conversation to have. that's why research is important too because if you learn more about something it's less scary to you so knowing the story is going on and what is happening and why it's happening yeah makes it less terrible i'm not a parent but as a parent i'd probably go to the event first kind of experience it myself um wait for some walkthroughs to come out normally they'll come out on opening night because it's media night um and let your kids watch those to kind of get a feel they they'll know whether they're able to handle it or not so just let them see it and ask them oh yeah kids aren't afraid to tell you (laughs) what's enough (laughs) like they they know i mean i showed my nephew killer clowns and he was like that was scary and i don't want to watch it again but i liked it so let your kids tell you what is too much also if you just get into the gates and your kids start sobbing and you have to leave maybe go talk to guest relations they might be able to help you out i'm not gonna say they will but like that's probably something they're able to assist you with yeah i mean you obviously can't go to the event the entire night and do all the houses and be like oh my kid didn't like it but if you have an issue talk to guest services or talk to team members they'll be able to help you out because like we said they're not here to just steal your money and give you a horrible time they want you to have fun and come back and on that note if that happens, go to guest services before you go in, not at the end of the night after your kids, you know, scream yeah. through 10 houses. Like we said, don't just. Don't be that guy. They're not going to help you if you've already done everything and made your kid go through it. This isn't a restaurant where it's like, we didn't like it, so we want our money back. Like, they're... talk to them first. You can switch your day or something, I'm sure, and figure out a better plan. Just be a mature adult about it all. Um my next point, which is a huge point, and I have it in all caps. Respect <laughs> characters. This shouldn't even be brought up, honestly, but sometimes it's got to be because people don't know how to respect characters. There's also certain things people are like, oh, no, I'm not being disrespectful. And the whole time they're making people uncomfortable. Yeah. So here's two things as a character, or a past character. Here's two things that I enjoyed as a character. One, you actually genuinely got scared, laughed, and moved on. Two, you smiled at me, laughed, or you were like, this is really cool. Or you just looked like you enjoyed. Coming through and just staring me straight in my face with no emotion and just being a general asshole 
is not it. Especially in scare zones, they love interacting with people because they get to have different experiences all night. It's not the same as the houses. But if you do go more than once and you start to remember the actors, don't make it weird. Like you're not friends with them. They just work the event. And some of them will start to remember you and they'll come up to you and interact with you. But don't seek it out and force them to. So yeah, don't go search for them. Especially if they're in the middle of something with other guests because you're not the only guest at the event. There's thousands of people every night that come here. You're not special and you're not any different, but they do want to give you those experiences. So it's like if you went to Disney and were meeting a character, let them do their thing and then you can talk to them when it's your turn. Yeah, don't be creepy. And don't stalk them on Facebook. Even if they pop up, don't add them. And if you're a photographer and stuff, obviously... You know, take pictures of them. It's whatever. They work the event. But don't make it weird. Don't focus specifically on certain people. Don't try to look them out on social media. Like, just that's not what this event is for. I would also, if you're a photographer, ask this character if they're comfortable with being photographed. Because a lot of people might not feel completely comfortable being photographed. And also, if you know this character and you see that they're in character, don't go out and call them by name until they ruin the moment. Yeah, there's a difference between visiting your friends and character and like getting them into trouble and ruining their whole thing because they there's probably a lot that goes into characterization and stuff. And I know it would bother me if I was like the cult of Chucky and people just kept coming up and being like, oh, hey, Allison, what's up? Like, you're doing your job. Yeah. And for people who are friends with characters, uh, don't go up and start chatting with them. They are doing a job. They're getting paid for it. By all means, say hi. But... One of the things that kills his own very quickly is when everyone starts sitting around and talking to each other. Yeah. Obviously, say hi, take your pictures, and then let them do their thing because you can see your friend whenever you want, but the guests have paid so much money to come see them. And a lot of the reasons some of the zones weren't it for me is because I didn't get to experience anything since they were just hanging out and talking to people they know. I'm not 29. Yeah. 28, it happened to a lot too, but 29 was... 26 happened. Like, you had Vikings and Hellbilly because they didn't really have a chance to talk to people, so those were more fun just because they would interact with you and then it was over, but they were such small zones that it kind of... You know, it was harder. Yeah. Yeah. Let me tell you, Vamp 55 was great until the end because then they all start giving or caring and just stood and talked to their friends. Oh, and back to just... Those characters, them working the event does not mean they consent to anything. David was saying they are able to say no to pictures. They don't have to take pictures with everyone. The costume they're given is not decided by them. It's decided by the designers and show directions. So that doesn't mean anything. Some of them wear more revealing clothing, but don't take pictures. Like That's the reason they need security escorts for some of these characters is because event guests don't respect them and are really weird and creepy and ruin their jobs. Like Why would they want to work in that? Also, I promise you, if a girl is like being flirtatious, she's in character. She's not actually flirtatious. Or if a guy is being flirtatious, they're not. They're not trying to date you. They'll never see you again. They really don't want to. It's all a part of the show. I promise you. Yeah, a lot of them are given that direction to be that character. So I do know people that were in the Rob Zombie scare zone, and they had this one old man who came every night and would just sit and stare at the dancers and they finally had him trespassed because he was being creepy. Yeah. Uh, they notice you. I promise you. And oh, not in a good way. They remember you too. Like they see lots of faces in the night, but they remember the people they see more often than others. 
And and also, if you go, if you know a character in a house, don't go through a whole house calling that person's name, because that that's kind of embarrassing. I've I've had it happen a few times, and then after we get off set, people are like, "Did you know then?" I'm like, oh, "Yeah, believe unfortunately, me, unfortunately, I did." They have house attendants, and they're not afraid to track you through the entire house and talk to you afterwards. So even if you know them, that doesn't mean like they don't know how you know them. Also, they if could you, have just been calling Chris. It's a very generic name. It could be anybody. If you try and talk to a character in a house, I promise you, we cannot hear you. We have earplugs and a trigger. <laughs> That's exactly. it's not going to so. well. I'm just imagining someone walking up to Leatherface and being like, hey, and then they just get shoved by the crowd. <laughs> you don't even really see the, like, that, like, yeah. guess all that much. So. To be honest, I don't remember when people come yeah. through. I'm not paying attention. Well, you, also, you also have to like be aware that when a character jumps out of you in a house, they usually have a light trigger that's flashing right on them. So they, they literally can't see you because of that light. Even scare actors aside, there are so many people that work this event, like thousands of people. If your friend's a coordinator, if they're working in a scare zone doing anything, leave them alone. Like, say your hello, talk for a little bit, and let them do their job because they're not there to hang out with you. Just basically don't be distracting all together. Yeah, mm-hmm. a lot of them are there for safety reasons too. So, don't be unsafe. Okay, our last thing is... And possibly most important. Very important. For the event, at least, not for your health. Do not touch anything. Literally, you can look at it, but don't touch it. Obviously, the one thing you can touch is SIF because you have to get it out of your way. But do not pull on the SIF. Do not rip anything off the walls or the ceiling. Don't touch set pieces. Don't touch characters. Like we said, they're movie sets. They're not like very well built. So things will break. Also, there's people behind the scenes that work really hard on keeping these up to date and well. So don't make their job harder. And they also do daytime tours where people pay to see how well designed it is. And if you rip things off the walls, it's not going to look good when they go in to tour them. And they'll have to and redo there are, them. There are specific houses that have... Like something you can touch. I know, yeah. like um, they have giggles and gas, gore had that. Gas and, activated um, triggers. Yeah, then um, saw had that also. Clowns had it. If they have those guest activated triggers, though, you'll know they're usually like big red buttons that light up that are like touch here. They're, you're not just gonna like grab things, so you'll know what you can touch. It happens maybe once an event, and don't be annoying. Otherwise, don't be that guy. Yeah, don't be that guy. Um, so that wraps up our guide to Halloween Horror Nights, which uh, ended up being a lot longer than I think any of us expected. But I hope Isn't you learned that how enough. it always goes. Yeah. <laughs> I hope you learned enough from it. Uh, if your friend is going to Horror Nights for their first year, send them this podcast. I think we have a lot of good information. Even if you're going for your 30th year, we've got some good information for you, too. Yeah. And if you have any specific for uh, sensitivity issues, just go ahead and at us at Reflect Fear Pod, and we'll try and go ahead and retweet those and get those out there for you. Um, but I think we're going to go ahead and wrap up. Thank you for joining us. Uh, hope you learned some stuff. Hope you enjoyed our manic leprechaun lady luck. Got more where that came from. Don't worry. <laughs> Next time we can talk about um, why Paolo Rubinsky is not a vampire. Oh, uh, we don't need to get on that either. Uh, I am Bryce. You can find me on Twitter at Dorietti, and you can find us all on Reflections of Fear uh, uh, at Reflect Fear Pod. I'm Allison. You can find me at Depths of Allison. You can find me David 
at hot for creature. That's H O T the number four C R E A T U R E. And you can find me, Chris at Buck Sawyer 29. Um, and just FYI, this is all being recorded before Halloween Horror Nights 30. So if some of our information is wrong, we apologize. We're just making it up as we go. It's what July right now. We're trying to front load everything as quickly as possible yeah. so that you have stuff to listen to during the event. Yeah, Hopefully by this, this comes time, out before the event. Uh, if you're if, lucky. If this comes out before the event, we are going to start uh, releasing every other week during the event. If this comes out during the event, guess what? We've been releasing every other week during the event. Congratulations. <laughs> you know more than we do for once. Yay. Okay. Alrighty. Look underneath your bed, check your closet, and say our name three times. Working our way forward. We're gonna get slowed down by the chainsaws.